the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to the 5 o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live. Again, thank you for uh, joining me. Uh, I meant to mention this earlier, but we were on in Washington, D.C. last hour, and and, uh, I wanted to say this just to you folks uh, here in Ohio. Uh, I'm grateful that we had the uh, opportunity to have J.D. Vance on the program. Uh, I have said this before, and for some of you, this may be repetitious, and I apologize for that. Uh, But it's important that you know this. Um, It is rare that I would invite a political candidate to come on the program. If it's a very, very important race, and I think it's really important that you hear the the candidates and where they stand and so forth, uh, I've done that a few times. Uh, during the election cycle. Now, a, a sitting politician, a, a representative, a senator, a governor, whatever, attorney general, yeah, I will um, issue an invitation. Hey, I'd love for you to talk to my audience and so forth. But during a, a an election campaign, it would be very rare. I'm, I'm trying to think of if I ever have. I don't want to say that I haven't because maybe I did and can't remember, but it would be rare for me to issue an invitation for a political candidate in the midst of an election. With that said, however, I have pretty much of an open-door policy toward any politician who wants to talk to you. Now, obvious, obviously— they don't want to talk to me. They want to talk to me. They would call me privately. They can get the office number here. And they want to talk to you. They want to talk to me. And any politician who genuinely wants to get their message out to you, and they feel that you, as a primarily conservative Christian audience, they want to get their message out to you, I will be happy to give them an open microphone. And I've done this for years. Uh, Actually, when we get to really, really close to the election, many times I will have a candidate day. And I will just say, uh, here's the number. Uh, If you're a candidate, I don't care whether Republican, Democrat, Independent, I don't care what you are. If you're a candidate, here's the number. Call and speak to my listeners. I said all of that to say this. The candidates for Senate, House of Representatives, and so forth, that you have heard on my program, you have heard them because they 
contacted me. J.D. Vance has been on the program now, I think, four times, I think. Why? Because he has requested four times. I want to speak to your audience. It's important that your audience hears where where I stand and so forth. Okay, fine. I think Josh Mandel has been on twice, maybe three times, at least twice. Uh, Mike Gibbons has been on twice. Uh, Jane Timken has been on once. Uh, Dolan has not been on at all. I don't think he's really concerned about conservative Christians. I, I, I just, I, I don't know. But anyway, I just want you to know uh, that I am not inviting them. Well, you, you've had J.D. Vance on four times, and you've only had Mandel on, you know, whatever. Uh, that's because that's what they have requested. Now, if they asked every single day, obviously I would say, ah, no, uh-uh, nope, 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 nope. Uh, but anyway, I want you to hear them. And you'll notice that I ask a lot of personal questions. Tell me about your family. How old are your kids? How is your wife uh, holding up under this? Uh, yeah. You don't give hardball questions Occasionally I do, uh, but usually not. Uh, you can find out where they stand on all the important issues by visiting their website. I want you to get acquainted with them. You can tell a lot about a candidate just by just by talking. So anyway, I uh, I just wanted to make that clear. Oh, this is sad, sad, sad news. Many of you are familiar with the Betty Ford Foundation, named after uh, former First Lady Betty Ford, who dealt with addiction. Uh, In fact, really, really struggled with addiction for quite some time. Uh, Had victory over it, came out victorious. And this, uh, it's primarily for alcoholism, but it's other addictions as well. The Betty Ford Foundation. It was founded 73 years ago. Had no idea it had been around that long. Uh, It was not always called the Betty Ford Foundation. Uh, It received that name later on. But the foundation, the organization, was founded 73 years ago. Sadly, they just recently broke a 73-year-old admission record. They admitted more patients for primarily alcohol-related addiction. Now, other addictions as well, but primarily alcohol. They broke an all-time record. They have admitted more people than in any other time in their 73-year history. Alcoholism is running rampant. Now, most of the blame is being put on COVID, the pandemic. I think it's deeper than that. I think it's deeper than that. 
I realize that the pandemic has had a lot to do with it. But the fact that drinking alcohol, whether it's beer or wine or bourbon or whiskey or whatever, in the last few years has become more and more and more and more socially acceptable. Particularly in the evangelical community. Some of you are going, I knew you were going to go there, Bob. I knew you. Well, okay. Yep, that's that's where I'm going. The uh, acceptance of social drinking in the evangelical community, is that one of the major reasons behind this incredible surge in alcoholism? I, I can't say that. I don't. I, I can't say that, and I am not saying that. But I know it has not helped. I know it has not helped. Um, and I will repeat what I've said before. I try very hard not to judge the spirituality of other people who feel differently about the consumption of alcohol than I do. I am a teetotaler. Hate this stuff. Despise this stuff. I've just seen so much harm, damage, death, destruction. So I try very hard not to judge other people. But the increasing acceptance in the evangelical community is not a positive trend, in my opinion. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. I I, 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 I don't know how to handle this. I, I really don't. I, I don't even know how to report this story. Uh, the folks at Apple have uh, issued an upgrade to their phones. Um, All of you know, whether you've got an Apple or an Android or an antiquated BlackBerry, (laughs) well, I guess, uh, (coughs) pardon me, I guess guess BlackBerry is not issuing updates anymore. Uh, But if you have an Android phone uh, or an Apple phone, uh, they send out updates, software updates, and... uh, Sometimes I really like them. Sometimes I hate them. Uh, I always download them because supposedly there's better security and so forth and, you know, whatever. Um, anyway, um, so, so, uh, but sometimes they change the, the look and the, anyway, they issue updates. Well, Apple issued an update to their iPhones, iPads, and all of that uh, in the middle of last month. If you have an iPhone, you uh, may have noticed that there are 35 new emojis that have been added to your Apple device. No, 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 no. 
know. I forgive me, forgive me. Well, I'm way off, way off. Forgive me, forgive me. Um, no, there are many, many, many more than thirty-five new emojis. There are thirty-five new emojis that are gender-neutral characters, politically correct, leftist, gender-neutral characters, including one. That is a pregnant man. Yeah, if you look at the emoji, it is clearly a man. I don't know whether he's got a beard or whatever, but it's clearly a man. And he is clearly pregnant. Yes. Apple has added 35 new emojis with gender-neutral characters. And uh, one of them is a pregnant Man. Uh, They also have a pregnant person. That emoji, you can't tell whether it's a man or a woman. You can just tell that they're pregnant, but you don't know whether it's a man or a woman. But then they also have the the pregnant man. Uh, Somebody at Apple did not have their mother or father sit them down and teach them about the, uh, the birds and the bees. And evidently, they don't know that men don't get pregnant. Yeah, that's uh, Apple. And then there's this. Everything the left touches, they destroy. Uh, Back in 2020, two years ago, The ACLU and uh, a transgender individual sued the state of New Jersey, demanding that men identifying as women could be transferred to a women's prison. Again, we're talking about prisoners. They demanded men who identify as women could be transferred to an all-women's prison prison. And by the way, sexual reassignment surgery was not necessary. All they had to do is say, I feel pretty, I feel like a woman, and I want to go live in the female prison. That's all they had to do. Well, as a result, there are 800 women in the uh, Edna Mahan Correctional Facility. It is the all-women's prison in New Jersey. There are 800 women, but since 2020, 27 transgender prisoners have been transferred there. In other words, get this, there are 27 men who say that they are women living among 800 actual women. What is the result? Just recently, it was discovered that two of the female prisoners are now pregnant. Now, just think, just think with me here. Press the rewind button and go back 10 years ago. Would you ever, 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 ever hear of a woman getting pregnant 
in an all-women's prison. Unless there was visiting privileges or whatever. But what are the odds, 10 years ago, of any women in an all-women's prison getting pregnant? Zero. None. Zip, zilch, nada, none. Now, out of 27 transgender prisoners, men pretending to be women, out of 27, two of them have impregnated women in the prison. Uh, Should any of us be surprised? Any of us? Uh, The uh, government of New Jersey is planning on closing the prison. Is it because of this? I have no idea. But the ACLU and one transgender woman, that's a man pretending to be a woman, brought the lawsuit. They won. The court forced the all-female prison to welcome men identifying as women. 27 are there, and there are now two pregnant prisoners And the prison officials expect many, many more. Oh, also an increase in sexual abuse has occurred since the 27 transgender prisoners have arrived in the all-women's prison. This is where the left leads us. All right, we're going to take a break and uh, we'll return. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.